0: Hello everybody, welcome back to the OOFTA podcast. I'm Jordan Rudolph.
1: And I'm Emily O'Connor.
0: We're back with the double mic. We're going to go with it. Sounding good, looking good, all the things in between. Happy to have everybody joining us on Christmas Day when you're listening to this, if you're listening to us.
1: Yeah. Hopefully you're not avoiding your family or friend or whatever your Christmas plans are. But but maybe, if you do,
0: it's for listening to this.
1: Right. But maybe catching this like on the drive to the place you're going to be or something of that nature, or maybe you're just catching us the day after.
0: Yes, so hopefully everyone's having a Merry Christmas, hopefully you've had a Merry Christmas or are about to, one of the two. Um, we're happy to have your time with us today. We're going to keep another episode short, sweet, to the point on some topics that we talked about in previous episodes. This one involving tendon health and how to, I don't know, we didn't think of a title of the episode.
1: Yeah, we really didn't. I'm sure you guys are now reading the title, but...
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, all things about, like, what do we what, do we, what do we want to call this? This is how the pre-conversation, <laughs> pre, pre-show pre pre conversations start. Like, what do we want to call the title? And then as soon as we figure out the title, we're like, okay, let's start.
1: Let's go. Uh, and today we just went, probably, all, like, all things tendon health, right? Like, we're going to give a little sure. overview of kind of, I think there's some misconceptions around tendons and what to do. Um, Maybe you don't know much about tendon anything, um, unless you've experienced it, right? Uh, Or been diagnosed or seen someone that has uh, let you know that there's an issue with the tendons. But even so, there's a lot of things that we can do from not just a medical side of things necessarily, but from a strength training side of things that can help improve tendon health overall. Um, and get through like some tendinitis, all those things where there might be something wrong with it as mm-hmm.
0: well. So tendons are a form of, uh, fibrous connective soft tissue in the body, long description, I guess, but muscle tendons and ligaments are kind of like the three main ones. We're, we're not going to include fascia in this because we don't know enough about that yet, but fascia is its own thing. Um... So if we think about these tissues, muscles are muscles. We know what they do. They move bones. They mm-hmm. perform action, motor control, learning, all the stuff. Uh, ligaments connect bone to bone. Um, so like the most famous ligament out there is the ACL. Like we all know that. And probably the most fam- famous tendon out there is the Achilles tendon or patella tendon. Um, but tendons, not the patellas, tendons connect muscle to bone. So ligaments bone to bone, tendons muscle to bone um very thick fibrous connective tissues that don't have a lot of blood flow Mm -hmm. and they are kind of like a um like i guess like a transfer of energy from the muscle itself through the tendon to the bone so they're they're kind of what takes a beating um in our body
1: absolutely i mean they can take a lot of the stress that the muscle can no longer take right there's a stretch reflex. If we move too fast, the muscle will immediately tense, but there isn't that for tendons. So a lot of times if we're not training these tendons, if the tendons aren't strong, that's when issues occur, tendon ruptures, etc. When the tendons aren't strong enough to hold in some of those quick or fast movements, maybe in an accidental movement. Um, But it's really important to train these tendons just like we would train a muscle. Um, Oftentimes they're overlooked because we just think about the muscle and the tendon being a continuation of that when in reality, the training of the tendon looks a little bit different than some traditional like reps of a strength training exercise. Um, Often isometrics are used in tendon training. Also, we always say tendons love time and tension so the more time we can spend under tension so thinking slow training really gets into the tendon specifically as opposed to the muscle doing more of that work to execute the exercise
0: and when we think about all the things that tendons do like and how they work and how they help our body a lot of um injuries or overuse injuries usually involve tendons and some of it can be maybe there's a little bit of um we can call it a little bit of poor posture during it maybe it's just repetitive posture maybe it was just too much of too much or too much of too soon like those are usually tendon injuries they can be disguised as joint injuries like oh my elbow hurts oh my knee hurts oh my wrist hurts oh my shoulder hurts but a lot of times it's the tendons, in, the tendons in there that are hurt and they can get inflamed and they can be very like extremely sensitive mm-hmm. to even like softest almost feather touch in some cases. Um, and and they can they can be very acute and last very short amount of time or they can be chronic and prolonged and last a very long amount of time. And depending on what happens with those tendons, um, is kind of almost dependent on, like, a diagnosis of how the tendon is performing or what the tendon is doing, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so you might have heard of, like, tendin, tendin, tendinosis, tendinopathy, tendinitis. Like, these are all the same things, essentially, but just a different part of the timeline, and also depending on which healthcare or fitness professional you're talking to. They're, right. they, they're all essentially the same thing. Um, but that's just basically a quick way that we can define a diagnosis and also... Uh, understand like where your tendon health is at Mm -hmm. too
1: well and what you touched on there is there really is two types or like across the stages and the lifespan of a tendonitis type of issue where it can be more acute right short sweet this is something you know exactly what had happened it just flared up often in those cases more movement more activity will make this worse for someone, the symptoms will like get worse throughout over the course of whatever aggravating movement you're doing. And in those cases, treatment looks a little bit like taking some time off, avoiding some of the movements that are causing those tendons to be overworked, to be overused repetitively through whatever the situation might be. Um, I know we've had members here screwing things together, painting, all of those kind of repetitive house chores can kind of have this, I don't want to say it's a guarantee, by no means is that true, but that's where it kind of creeps up in those things that we don't really notice that we're doing for four hours until we've done it for four hours without a break.
0: Aside from, I would say, just for lack of better thinking right now, the Achilles tendon. Mm -hmm most other tendon things in our body injuries happen in our body or um diagnoses whatever happen in our body from tendons from overuse right just just death by a thousand cuts um the achilles tendon is so strong in fact that it is it can hang like like it can it can hang up a car like it has enough poundage that it can be like it can hold the weight of a car So if we think we tear the Achilles tendon, like when we tear the Achilles tendon, which is a very common thing this year in the NFL, um, there was that much torque essentially put on that tendon at that moment that it ripped off the bone. And sometimes it's because of position, force, trauma, physical, shoe plant, like all the things can come into play. There's so many different things happening at once. Basically, the tendons are there to make sure like the bones mm-hmm. don't have stuff that happen and, and, and everything else. So they, they do a great job of what they're meant to do. And it's basically just a, a sign of overuse of something. So when we talk about tendons and all things tendons, how do we help strengthen them is what Emma already talked about time under tension, um, get a lot of blood flow, but these are also fibrous tissue, soft tissues that don't get a lot of blood flow. Mm-hmm. We get a lot of blood flow to them through slow down and tempo based things, not by going quick, by not by being fast, not by being, um, like partial range, like mm-hmm. full range, slow, controlled, intentional movement that really promotes more blood flow going into that, but also promotes a little bit more of a facilitation towards, uh, how the tendon is appropriately used mm-hmm. too. like, that's what they love the most. Like you were saying earlier, em.
1: right. Right, and that's where some of those movements where we aren't thinking about it as much can just use them inappropriately. It places too much of that stress on them, and they're not used to it. Mm -hmm. As opposed to a tendon that is healthy, has been trained, is strong, can withstand a little bit more of that. And what you were just saying about the heavy, slow resistance is as we tie into our next kind of type of tendons, if it is a chronic thing, Doing these strength training movements is actually how we can improve a tendon that might be inflamed. That might be currently in pain that you are experiencing some of that pain from. We actually do the same thing to a healthy tendon to strengthen it as we would to a, in this case, the exact opposite, unhealthy but inflamed tendon to help that get better
0: as well. So strength training and exercise helps um, with this, but this is also where tempos, um, mm-hmm. eccentrics or negatives, uh, concentric focused, tempo focused, um, isometric focus, focus in different ranges, not including like end range, partial range, half range, quarter range, all of these things, all they all help build stronger tendons. Mm-hmm. And they are uh, extremely useful in basically like off-season programs to t- help, help the tendons load better. Um, the tendons are trying to take load off the muscles, so they'll try to work harder through those, um, and and we can build it through isometrics, uh, through specificity of uh, like specific joint patterns. So, for an example, like jumper's knee, or golfer's elbow, or tennis elbow are three very common types of tendonitis injuries, tendon injuries. Those all uh, have a parameter that we'll go through here in a second, but we can also help not necessarily, maybe prevent all of it, but we can help restructure and almost get in a way to bulletproof the tendon prior to injury. If we know the person's going to be overused, like for our for our basketball players, for example, we're working through a lot of different things to help restore that before their season starts in the off season, so that they can go through the whole season and not have to worry about the overuse of jumping. Pretty right. self-explanatory. Golfers, we're working on this in their off season a lot, and we're managing it during the season a lot. But if they go and play six rounds in a week instead of three, you just doubled the amount of rounds, and, and that's going from, on average, 100 swings per round, not including all the range or all the practice, to now 300, like you, like the, you the amount, right? Yeah. If, like you said earlier, people are painting or doing, screwing something and building something at home. We're, we're not used to that motion.
1: And it's the total volume that you have to pay attention to, right? Like, you just reference sports, but the painting and the house cleaning and all sorts of things, right? Like... We've all had the house project that we just need to get done and off our plate. Mm -hmm. But if that's going to be so much volume and repetitive of bend, extend the elbow, bend, extend the elbow, bend, extend the elbow, on top of we're probably not really paying attention to what the shoulder's doing and all of that, so that might contribute to, over and over and over, it's going to lead us down a path that the body just isn't ready for, where some of this stuff can acutely crop up and start to pop up, and we start to feel that tendon get a little annoyed with us. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, let's help people that are going through this tendon part of it. Uh, We've kind of talked what could cause tendon stuff. Mm -hmm. We've talked how strength training and exercise can help. What happens then, and maybe we go over those definitions of this uh, very early onset, quote unquote, tendonitis that somebody has.
1: I think the biggest question that is the differentiator between kind of this acute and then the long term is does it get better or worse with activity because the answer to that question will dictate then what approach do we need to take Mm -hmm. if you notice yourself doing something and the more you move you're like oh no my body's warming up like it's feeling better okay that probably means we're closer to that chronic they in the classification world, we'll use the word degenerative, but I know it sounds scary, but it's really not. That just means it's going to get better the more we exercise it. So we need to intentionally train those tissues. And
0: that's where heavy, slow resistance yes. comes into play for specific patterns that involve that tendon.
1: Correct. And the exercises are very, like you said, specifically prescribed based on where you're feeling it, what tendon is being involved there, what actions are irritable to the joint, what movement, what angle is specifically targeted. All of those things play a factor, but the big thing is when it gets better with activity, we want to feed that tendon more activity to encourage it to get better. It just has to be the correct kind and the correct dose of activity.
0: And when we say activity and for the correct dose and for a kind, this heavy slow resistance piece comes into play as in, uh, eight out of 10 intensity, Mm -hmm. which in our terms here at unity, we usually say that means like two reps left in the tank. So it's, it's, it's heavy. Like it's, it's not, it's not a walk in the park. Mm -hmm. And here's the other thing. And I was, I was, uh, this is going to be the surprisingly fresh take the pain level. There's going to be pain with this. There has to be pain with this to make sure it's done right. Mm -hmm. So don't get us wrong in the sense. We're not just going through, going through this and hurting people, but it's a four out of 10 pain. It's a manageable pain. We don't want it to be four out of ten. So if we're doing something that makes it go above that, we did too much, too much or too much or too much too soon, right? Yep. So we have to work within a range of motion, the kind, the what, the where, the type, all of those things that keep us at that four out of ten in that given moment and don't go above that. But likely, chances are likely, what M just said here to you, is that if we're dealing with this type of situation in terms of tendons that it will continue to still feel better as you're going Mm -hmm. through this workout anyway.
1: Right, and on the flip side of that, if we have one that does get worse with activity, often a period of rest for those tissues is needed, right? That's not to say you have to rest your entire body. We can always work on something, but we probably need to rest the tissues that are being involved with the specific tendon that is bothersome. So, following then that period of rest as symptoms calm down, we usually will then go right into a similar, if not the exact same, heavy slow resistance training protocol to ensure that we're strengthening the tendons so that this doesn't happen and this doesn't then turn into more of a chronic or degenerative state of the tendons. So, with the acute, when it gets worse with activity, We avoid the movements that are most painful. We focus on the recovery. Jordan talked about blood flow, encouraging blood flow to that area, whether we use other recovery methods, other types of exercises and workouts, right? We don't just sit around, but we actually do things to promote healing globally in the body. And then we attack those tendons once they're feeling better, once that inflammation has initially calmed down with some of this heavy, slow resistance to continue to strengthen and improve moving forward so it doesn't happen again
0: tendon health does not happen linearly Mm -hmm. like a death by a thousand cuts but it's not in a straight line of a thousand cuts there's days where it got better days where it got worse and days where all of a sudden you felt pain days where you didn't tendon restoration or tendon regeneration does also not happen linearly if it's reactive it's probably going to be close to and up to a six-week process but two to six weeks of like laying off the stuff Mm -hmm. that makes you makes it hurt, makes it feel worse. Yeah. Reactive is where we'd like to have people be. So you yeah. have to have to learn how to rest and have patience. Yeah. When we get into this degenerative one, which I have from golf, um, it is a longer term process as in 12 plus weeks
1: yeah Min- minimum 12 weeks yeah minimum
0: because it took Which is, six weeks probably of something or some major big thing to lead up to that moment that had you get it and then it's probably been at least six weeks that from a timeline standpoint to be diagnosed that is degenerative for the chronic thing chronic thing to actually start feeling better during exercise right right
1: but the good thing is once we know what we're supposed to do we can start to see again some of those glimpses and improvement yep. patience and time two things we can't rush time and we have to be patient with it those are huge tendon things it can be very frustrating it can be very annoying to not feel like we're making progress Mm -hmm. Uh, but consistency over that time is huge as we attack the tendons and encourage them to not only get better but strengthen in general
0: and the best news maybe about all of this everybody is there's still always something you can do right shoulder tendonitis well let's still work in the lower body. Let's see what moves that we can do without it. If it's reactive, right? What can we mm-hmm. do without Let's just do single arm. Screw right. It, right? right. If it's degenerative, slow, heavy, slow resistance. We can still train all of these things. We can still be active. We can still enjoy life. It's, it's, it's where you're at. And it's, it's, it's always one of that those things like, all right, you're, you're hearing all the things you can't do or shouldn't do, but what we always focus on what you still can do. Mm-hmm. So keep that in mind too. Like this gives you a reason to keep training and keep doing the right thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, If nothing else, like, empowers you to be able to take control of that a little bit. Because a lot of, like, the tendon things, like, ah, tendons, like, I don't know. Like, right? Like, a lot of people don't know. So Mm -hmm. hopefully this episode brought not only this surprisingly fresh take, but also empowered you, if you're experiencing tendon discomfort, to look into it a little bit more, to start to do things, to push it in a positive direction, even if that doing things is resting that area and working on healing and global healing throughout the body.
0: Mm -hmm. I don't have anything else to say. That was it.
1: Love it. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of the OOFTA podcast. As always, please share this with someone who you think will find it valuable. Leave us a rating, a review, subscribe, download, all the things that help us to grow organically, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Bye, everybody.
0: Thanks, everyone.